0: Love, talk Radio Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Green Magic. Green Medicine with your hostess, Miss Susan Weed. I think my voice feels a little deeper because I have the I think that casual autumn, even though it's my favorite time of year, you get a little of that scratchy thing. I think it comes from the leaf fragment. But I feel good, I feel healthy, I'm ready to go. And we'll be back in a minute with Green Magic, Green Medicine with your hostess, Miss Susan. We join us in our circle.
1: Forbidden archaeology. Forgotten history. Divination. Magic. Cryptozoology. UFOs. Nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe. Radio Network.
0: here at the studios at Cafe Fairfax here doing green magic, green medicine with your hostess, Miss Susan Weed. And yes, sometimes the buttons on this technology don't always work as nicely as one would like. But that's life living in a technological era that will continue to become more of one. I'd like to start off by reminding everyone that they're listening to the Main Street Universe Radio Network and that the show is on every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I see Susan's in the queue, and I'm going to go ahead and turn her microphone on. Welcome,
2: Susan. Oh, green blessings. How are you this evening?
0: I am fantastic. I came home. I had the house to myself. I I rent from my brother and his wife. And you know how living with a married couple could sometimes be, and it's sometimes nice just to have the place to yourself. (laughs)
2: But you know, it's it, it's always nice to have the place to yourself. What's the first thing you do when you have the place to yourself? Me? Uh, I think actually
0: one thing is that's the time when I like to play my guitar and sing like a little louder in the basement where, where I rent.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let it loose.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not and have to where, worry where about we get, it.
0: I did have one question for you, Susan, and I think it's that you know. So I don't think I'm throwing you any kind of curveball here. <laughs> but I've heard I have a friend who I'm trying to get off of high blood pressure med- medication. Uh huh. And I've heard that Hawthorne and hibiscus are both good for blood pressure from a local herbalist here working in the natural that, food store. and I'm curious about your opinion on that.
2: That's absolutely true. I'll tell you what I find very helpful for people with high blood pressure is that they invest in a blood pressure wristband, which you can get at a local drugstore. They're not very expensive, usually 30 $35 dollars. People will say where they're not really accurate. And my counter to that is they're accurate enough for what we're going to do with it. And what we're going to do with it is all the wrong things. So they say you should take your blood pressure when you're resting and your arm is like this, you know, and you're calm. And I say no. What you want this for is so you can take your blood pressure all the time. Drink that morning cup of coffee, then take your blood pressure. Have that argument with your spouse. Then then take your blood pressure. Go for a run. Then take your blood pressure. Start to see that what you do actually influences your blood pressure. Now, here's something that I think is really interesting about blood pressure is that it's actually meant to fluctuate. It's meant to go up and down. So when I'm speaking, my blood pressure is going to be raised And then when I'm silent, my blood pressure drops down. Drugs can kind of make an artificial ledge for the blood pressure so that we're not as flexible anymore. But the herbs that are used are quite different than drugs. First of all, most of the drugs that are used to moderate blood pressure are diuretics, and diuretics have a tendency to remove critical minerals, especially potassium, from the body. And the herbs that are used to lower blood pressure aren't diuretics, although we could use diuretics if we want to, but herbal diuretics are rich in potassium, so they don't take potassium out of the body. But the herbs you mentioned, hibiscus and hawthorn, um, aren't diuretics. And the other two herbs that are considered very useful, in helping people with high blood pressure, motherwort and passionflower, also aren't diuretics. And that's because the herbs aren't working to remove fluid from the body and thus, in a way, kind of mechanically bring blood pressure down by decreasing fluid so the heart doesn't have to pump as hard so the pressure on the heart lessens. But what we really want is what we might say to be a deeper or a more expanded view of this, and that is that we want more blood vessel flexibility because that's really what is at the root of the high blood pressure is that the blood vessels have become more rigid, and so the heart literally has to pump harder to push the blood through a less flexible. Think of a garden hose that's laid out until it's gotten like really stiff, and it just the the pressure of the water that has to go through there has to be higher than with the nice new flexible garden hose. So, these herbs help increase blood vessel flexibility, as does stinging nettle. Oh, okay. Motherwort is tincture is probably my favorite of them. Motherwort tincture can safely be taken by the dropper full two or three times a day. It quickly normalizes blood pressure, usually within five to six weeks, and it's especially um, helpful for people who not only have high blood pressure but kind of high nervousness or or an anxious state or taking anti-anxiety.
0: Now, Motherwort, I know that's. Is that also. Um, oh, okay. No, that's good. I actually think there's a motherwort tincture at the store I work at, so that's interesting too. I so
2: think there is. I think there probably is. Check to be sure that's from the fresh plant, because if it's made from the dry plant, it's not going to be anywhere near as effective. Okay. <clears throat> okay.
0: I have one last question about it.
2: Also, because- you also at your store have passion flower tincture. Passiflora yeah. incarnata, and passionflower tincture is another wonderful remedy to help with blood pressure that works fairly quickly, five to six weeks. Now, Hawthorne works very, very well, it, but it doesn't have a direct effect on blood pressure, and it usually takes three to four months before you see effects. Okay. So I love Hawthorne. I think of Hawthorne as like a heart tonic and we, we take Hawthorne, I take Hawthorne on a daily basis. You know, Hawthorne for the aging heart. Well, at 70, I must admit my heart is probably aging along with the rest of me. So I like that that little extra oof of the Hawthorne. And Hawthorne moderates blood pressure. So if your blood pressure is too low, it can bring it up. If it's too high, it can bring it down. But it does it through a variety of rather slow-acting lasers. Passion passionflower, like the motherwort, seems to be able to really help the blood vessels kind of open up and be flexible. I think of passionflower for the person who likes to fly, or we might even uh, in a kind of negative way say the flighty person, the person who can't focus very well. And passionflower seems to help give them that passion and that focus, and it's almost like that flightiness is is what's causing the high blood pressure because they're not really staying um, close enough in on their body. And so passionflower, as I said, you probably have passionflower tincture at the store, and certainly hawthorn berry tincture is available. Hawthorn can be used. Also the leaf and the flower as an infusion or the berries as an infusion. And hibiscus is getting a lot of good press these days. And I like hibiscus, but I find that people have a hard time sticking with it. It's one of those flavors that's like really good, but it doesn't grow on you. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until finally you go, Oh hibiscus. Like I often will make a quart of hibiscus infusion during the summer for people and just have them add some hibiscus even to their water. And I find as the summer goes on, that quart sits longer and longer in the refrigerator. People have less and less desire to drink the hibiscus. So if you like it and you really stick with it, great. But know that that it could be harder to stick with the hibiscus which you do need to take as a infusion even if you dilute it then with the tinctures. You you yeah,
0: you you answered my next question actually on this topic. because uh, I'm really trying to get my help my friend get off these because I think they don't these medications don't don't make him feel very very good, you know. And my next one was should it actually be an overnight or 4 hour infusion because I have the raw stuff. I've I've got the high biscuits, I've got the hawthorn, both berry and leaf. And there's a blood pressure that um, um, herbal mix that our local urban, herbalist Sydney out there uh, she 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 makes, and I think it included passionflower if I remember correctly. It's it's got a more ingredients, but um, I, that's that was going to be my next question. Should it be a nice strong tincture rather than just a tea that steeps?
2: Motherwort is used almost exclusively as a tincture. Passion oh, okay. flower. I, I passion flower. I prefer to use as a tincture, and both of those from the fresh plant material. I feel that both of those plants have a lot of really heart energy in them, and that the tincture carries that heart energy, and that when you dry it, you lose that heart energy. Especially in the passion flower, they just both of these plants just really change the character and characteristics when they're dried. So I really like to get them tinctured from of the fresh plant. With the hawthorn it doesn't really matter. Tincture of hawthorn berry is what I use because it's convenient and I can carry it easily with me when I travel. But infusion of hawthorn berries, yes, the four hours are overnight. Or infusion of hawthorn leaf and flower. I ran into a funny thing a couple of months ago. A, a dear friend and a pastor um, past person who's taught at the Wise Woman Center uh, picked me up and I had at the airport and I had asked her if she would bring some infusion and she brought Hawthorne leaf and flower infusion from Hawthorne leaves and flowers she had harvested herself and they were so astringent I took one sip and I couldn't talk for the next half hour <laughs> so you can also <laughs> dilute that down like the hibiscus if you want to And what I'm saying is not so much in terms of how strong they are, but I find that it's easier for people to keep a bottle of tincture by the bedside and take a dose in the morning when they wake up and take a dose at night when they go to bed than it is for them to prepare an infusion that they're going to have to prepare every single day. Right. And,
0: okay, and so so it's good kind of in.
2: enough that they're making their nourishing herbal infusions, and yes, if anyone has blood pressure problems, certainly they want to be doing their nourishing herbal infusions. We had a great call this evening on the blog talk show from a woman who called three months ago who um, was having some very serious kidney issues, and her doctor was a little reluctant for her to be drinking n- nettle because it's a diuretic, and diuretics are bad for your kidneys but she decided she was going to go ahead and drink the nettle infusion anyhow. And she called to say that um, all of her figures are looking really, really good. The doctor is astonished, and her kidneys are doing superbly well. Oh, that's great.
0: I love hearing those stories. And one interesting thing about working in the environment I am now is I'm hearing I guess I could say that I'm hearing more success stories than people would think. Working in that environment, especially depending on on certain things, I know some some overly processed supplements are a little snake oil like. Um, but there's people coming in there going, you know, hey, I, is it, it's so nice that now we're off the we're off the drugs and everything. And I'm hearing so many great positive stories and I'm not making saying this for an advertisement. I'm really not making that much money there. I I I enjoy the place though. It's 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 so interesting being in that natural medicine world. But my favorite section of course is the herbal section and the herbalist Sydney is is I think pretty talented and and <clears throat> especially when I know that people don't have that much money, I'll be like, well, you know, you know Susan Weed, you've heard of her, maybe, and they're like, yeah, I think so, yeah, I think I remember one of her books. I'm like, well, you know, she said nettle and you know, da da da, and it's so cool to, to do that, and it's, and you know, it, you could growing it yourself or finding it wild is better, but I think if you can buy it, you know, cheap somewhere, and um, and it's working for people and they're making the infusions out of it, it's, it's nice to hear the success stories. And I've heard quite a few in my short time there, you know, so it's been great. Yes, and
2: sometimes people will say, yes, well, you only hear the success stories. But I say, you know, that's not true. In a health food store, people are going to come back with their granola and their tamari, and they're going to tell you if something really didn't work for them. Yes. I I worked in health food stores for a great many years, and, uh, you know, it was wonderful because people asked me all kinds of questions and shared all kinds of health issues with me. Yeah. And I actually found that I got more feedback from the people I talked to than a friend who was working at a health clinic in New York. Right. She said if they got better they never came back. And if they didn't get better half the time they didn't come back either. Right. And but that- at the health food at the health food store they're not just coming there because they have a problem, they're coming there because they want to eat something.
0: Right. There's also that. <laughs> Sometimes it's just snacks or something. But
2: <laughs> so you the, are going to be seeing them again and yes, you know, it's it I don't think there's ever been any question that herbs and alternative remedies work. They certainly do work. I think the question has been, how do we integrate them? In in what arenas do we use them? And that's why I have, you know, created and been teaching about for decades the seven medicines and use this as a paradigm in my book, The Six Steps of Healing, so that we start with serenity medicine. And especially in today's um, ever-linked-in world where people feel, you know, compelled to check their email before they go to sleep, um, some time off from the electronics, some serenity medicine is certainly called for. And then story medicine, one of my favorites. What a way to change things by changing your story. And then mind medicine, which is also energy medicine. Lifestyle medicine. Alternative medicine, which contains so many different techniques and things, including herbal medicine. And then pharmaceutical medicine. And people are sometimes surprised to find that I include supplements, anything in a capsule as a Pharmaceutical medicine, because it wasn't made in the kitchen, and I include essential oils as part of pharmaceutical medicine because they are extracted, concentrated, and purified, which is the three steps we use to take any compound out of a plant and turn it into a drug. So alternative medicine, pharmaceutical medicine, and then high-tech medicine. So we're not saying, oh... This person who is diagnosed with metastatic cancer decided to just drink nettle infusion instead because I, I don't think that's a good idea. We're saying people who've been taking drugs have been able to move back from pharmaceutical medicine back to alternative medicine. And our goal, if we're working with that person, is to help them move back from alternative medicine to lifestyle medicine. Because the last three medicines, alternative medicine, pharmaceutical medicine and high-tech medicine always erode health. Now, certainly most alternative medicine erodes health far less than pharmaceutical medicine, and there are certainly times when we need pharmaceutical medicine, right. and, which is nonetheless safer than what can happen from high-tech medicine, surgery, and so on. But it is the first four medicines: serenity medicine, story medicine, mind medicine, and lifestyle medicine that keep us healthy. They are truly the preventative medicines, so we use high tech medicine pharma pharmaceutical medicine, and alternative medicine to help regain health, but then we maintain health with the other things, which is why. All of the herbs that we talked about for blood pressure are things that we can integrate into a daily life. None of them contain alkaloids or glycosides or resins or volatile oils that could harm our bodies from daily use. So they're not, they essentially aren't really drugs. There are herbs that are very drug like, and some of them in very current use, like Golden Seal. Oh, yeah. But these herbs that we're talking about really <clears throat> help to normalize what's going on in our body. Now, before time gets entirely away from us, Pluto would like to be part of this show tonight.
0: Okay, great. <laughs>
2: And I thought that that was a very interesting request. So, what do we know about Pluto?
0: The planet Pluto?
2: Well, Pluto is a planet, and what Pluto is uh, Mickey Mouse's dog?
0: Oh, the dog. (laughs)
2: Right? But both of those Pluto's are named after. The Roman right. god, oh, the Greek god Pluton, right. who yeah. is also Hades, the king of the underworld. And I think oh, really? that I think that Pluto, perhaps I don't know, um, felt like we were perhaps overly focusing on the fairies, and Pluto wants us to remember that it's at this time of the year that Persephone comes back underground to live with him. And this is a very, very old story. And I've been reading a little bit about it. And it's interesting that in the earliest versions, it was, excuse me, very much an abduction story.
0: Yes. The masculine version.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, not just the masculine version, uh, but let's say the cathartic version. Okay. (laughs) Because the Greeks were very much into mythologizing terrible human things, and the Romans carried that on too, right? Mm -hmm. They felt that in order to have an ordered society that the gods should be immoral and the more that you let the gods act out the horrible parts of the human psyche the less likely the human beings had to do it themselves and this was true of Dionysus the Bacchanals all of this that we think of Bacchanals and Dionysus as being like whoo you know we 're going to totally let go of inhibition, um, but in <clears throat> fact those were also times when the rules were really looked at in terms of the whole community and culture, and how are we going to govern ourselves so these are right we We tend to think of them as very kind of cut out cartoonish, but I think for the people that were interfacing with these ideas and these Um, and they certainly considered them entities, but they were very complex in the way that emotional and thinking beings become very complex. And the idea of, of Pluto also came to me because a woman on the blog talk show tonight said that she was having a craving to eat pomegranate. And this, of course, is why Persephone must go back down into the underworld every year, at the beginning of November because after she was abducted by Hades and taken underground after she was taken down into what we now call Hades and we think of it as Pluto being there she ate a pomegranate or she ate some part of a pomegranate the stories vary as they always will some stories say that she ate six pomegranate pips and thus she must spend six months there with Pluto every year. And some say she just ate a whole pomegranate because she ate it. That was it. She then had to come back and look at how close that is to what we hear about eating food in the fairy realm. Interesting. What have you heard about eating if you're abducted into the fairy realm or you wander into the fairy realm? Should you eat?
0: Uh... I have heard absolutely not. It can keep you there.
2: Exactly. This same idea that if you wander into the underground places, to the secret places, to the hidden places, the most important thing is you should not eat or drink there. Because it will bind you and you will then, if not have to live there permanently like Persephone, have to go back over and over again.
0: Maybe
2: could be fun. <laughs> Indeed. Heading right. on the realm. <laughs> <laughs> She she was, after all, the queen of the underworld as well. So <laughs> it, it. wasn't as though she was going back to a a life of hardship or being a a Cinderella, shall oh. we say? But. Uh, Back to a, a life as a queen. It's a, I think it's a very m- moving story, and that's why the story has been retold in in so many different ways. the uh, the The anger of uh, Demeter, Demeter the Mother, the mother, the anger of the mother that her daughter was taken away, and you know her shutting it down. And she said, "Boy, you're going to take my daughter. That's it. You don't get anything." Ah! And that just that <clears throat> deprivation and that this is it, you know, I'm not going to give anything to you. And then, of course, the, the fun part of the story where she is somehow tricked into laughing, tricked into uh, giving up her vengeance. So as we move into the underworld, as we move into the chthonic part of the year, as we move down deep into ourselves, Let's remember that a belly laugh is deep too. And whether it's Pluto the dog or Pluto the dwarf planet, out there in the Cuper Belt, a new region of the solar system that we have discovered, very exciting, and it turns out that Pluto is really, really tiny. In fact, Pluto is far, far smaller than the moon that circles the Earth. It's amazing it was ever found that far out there. And that's, of course, the reason it was named Pluto, because it was out in the deep and the dark and the hidden. I saw uh, a Hubble image, uh Hubble telescope, way, 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 way out, out, out in space. And even at... That near distance, Pluto is so far out and so far cruelly away from the part of the solar system with the with the planets in it that it is merely a blur so um. A, Certainly my my uh, heart was laid to rest about why Pluto has been reclassified because it's out in a cloud of thousands and thousands of pieces of stone, much bigger than it, and we'd have to include every single one of them. The astronomer uh, that I was listening to said that actually they did try that for a while. They tried having 20 planets in the solar system in, to include Pluto and then the other you know, 19 bigger rocks that they had found out there, and then they just laughed at themselves and said, this is really absurd. We're just going to have to call them all dwarf planets. And uh, Pluto is now a proud member of the dwarf planets as well as being someone that perhaps we should pay a little attention to here in the dark time of the year.
3: Yes,
0: very important is paying attention to the dark moon, the dark time, the dark half, because what is oftentimes so much an issue in human society in my opinion people not doing self reflection <laughs> the internal internal dark work you
2: know science is backing you up you know we we have come somehow to believe that um rest and downtime is somehow suspect um, and we are finding that brains don't function well without it.
0: Or meditation, all that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff.
2: It's always a pleasure spending this half hour with you.
0: Yes. we are t- Our time is up. And thank you so much. And I wanted to drop you a little bit of tiny news before you go. I know you're busy. I don't want to keep you. But... Our band, Dragon's Head, is getting, and I think it's someone you know. She said she knew you, so I, I honestly don't remember the lady's name. It was a quick phone conversation, and I got a bunch of messages, and she has a person. But it's for, uh, we're getting our CD, our album, reviewed in Witches and Pagans magazine. So they're in the spring. They put out a spring Wow. Wow. And so we're it's they're gonna review our album. And they're like nationally traded magazine. They've been around for thirty years, and I, I mentioned you know the podcast and I mentioned Susan. Me, she's like, oh, I've, I've I've met Susan before. So I I think her name is Annie or Ann. I have to look it up again. I apologize for that. I've just been so busy. I'm crazy. So I shouldn't have said that. But. Uh, if you're out there, I'm sorry if I forgot your name, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she uh, was on the phone All with right. her. And she was <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that'll be be nice, and that'll be in the string. So thank you again, Susan, and thank you so much for answering my question. I didn't want to sidetrack your show. I know you do another show where people call in. You know, I
2: so appreciate when you have questions, and it's uh, just fine. I really feel that our half hour together is. Our time to talk, and everybody else gets to listen in, but really, it's for you and I
0: mhm,
2: mhm, so
0: and I appreciate I think that, it. I, that, it's so great to pick the brain of someone that is so experienced in this <laughs> so. yeah,
2: yeah, and you know, and people- people like hearing what we're talking about. I don't think it's a problem for anybody. You know, and then every you know every once in a while I say, all right, this is it for the next X weeks. I'm going to, you know, talk about this, and then we have one of those long things. And so then we go back to just chatting, and and it's all good.
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let it flow naturally. Well, <laughs> thank you again.
2: And, and talk to you next week. week. All I'll right. Good blessings.
0: All right. See you next week, and everybody, you're listening to Green Magic Green, uh, Medicine. <laughs> Sorry, I almost said blessings. Just like, uh, with Susan Weed. I'm Daniel Michael, founder, of co-creator of the Main Street Universe Radio Network, and we have a few new hosts coming, including a Chinese herbal medicine practitioner who will become a host. I think maybe on Thursday. So we do have some new hosts coming. We actually have like two or three coming. So we're gonna start filling up that schedule again. And and get back even more than at our height when we had about ten shows a week. We're going to have more. I uh, have quite a few shows coming up uh, in hosts, and we're just like we're right there. We just got to I got to send him the details and all of that. So his name is Matt Stampe and he's a, a Chinese uh, medicine practitioner and acupuncturist as well. And he will be doing a show with us and many others. Tonight you're listening to Green Magic, Green Medicine with Susan Weed, 10 p.m. Eastern Time every Tuesday. Thank you, and have a great evening. Herbal
1: medicine is people's medicine. Forbidden archaeology. Forgotten history. Divination. Magic. Cryptozoology. UFOs. Nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.